0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 150 beep, of with the Maple dip. That's the closest we're going to get to doing that uh, on the show. Uh, congratulations. Uh, this is Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's Justin Anderson uh, out in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Justin, the road to 100 took us two and a half years or whatever it was and then the road to 50 only took us 26 more weeks so yeah how do you feel 150 it kind of feels weird because we've done half as many episodes uh as we did the first 100 which we did with clayton and it's like we're in this like post clayton world and i know like we don't bring up his name a lot during the show uh not that we're hiding anything but like it doesn't it feel weird we've done 50 episodes since episode 100 with dan shulman
1: yeah, that seems like a long time ago, and everything this past year and a half seems like a long time ago, but uh, yeah, it's hard to believe that we're already at 150, I mean we've been we've been grinding pretty hard this uh, this season with uh, almost two every week, so definitely we're picking up some steam here, It's it, it feels good man, I'm, I'm glad we were able to get this far.
0: Yeah, we're at 150 and uh, still going strong tbd Uh,
1: episodes to go we haven't decided how far this is going to (laughs) go
0: i'm not i'm just not going to stop man i'm just i I'm, i'm on this train until uh either the sea level rises above my house and i just drown or the toronto blue jays just cease to exist
1: both of those are well the first one is probably more likely (laughs)
0: that's really depressing Um, but if you want to talk about baseball and things not depressing you can always follow us on twitter at bfmd podcast check us out on anchor apple spotify google breaker pocket casts radio public stitcher i couldn't suppress that yawn tune in and more find us at bfmdpodcast.com Uh, You know, before we get into the show, 150 episodes, man, that's that's a hell of an accomplishment. I mean, you look back at some of the other podcasts uh, in our wheelhouse, uh, I don't know that there's too many that have as many episodes as we have.
1: Yeah, not. I wouldn't say in in such a short period of time anyway. I mean, we've been pretty consistent over the last three years and two months now, so yeah, we're averaging basically fifty a year, and that was with taking like a bunch of time off during the old COVID yeah. uh, pause of the season. We didn't really do anything there because there was nothing to report on. So, I mean, yeah, we're 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 on pace. We basically do an episode a week since we've started, which is a pretty good accomplishment, in my opinion.
0: It was it was uh, COVID was a real dick punch to our productivity. Um, but that being said, we came back. We've had some great episodes. Look at all the guests we've had since. 150 we've had chris henderson on a number of times we've had dan Schulman. we've had ross stripling on the yeah. show which is uh, to me it's just like unbelievable it's surreal um and who else have we had on the show i mean we've also had a bunch of other guys yeah mm-hmm. we had
1: we had jack from the high hopes pod the philadelphia phillies podcast that was that was, that was such that was a, a great little podcast. Chat.
0: yeah I, I i would love it if we if, if we could have you know guys like that on the show more it, it comes down to scheduling, but that was yeah. great. Uh, and then looking back, like we've had tons of other get. We've had Devin Haru, who's now an international superstar. Uh, that was huge great. in Japan. James Dykstra, <laughs> who is still currently in our uh, in our minor league system. Hopefully, yep. he is. Uh, you know, he'll get back to 100 percent health, and he'll be able to return to the mound. Uh, last I checked, in he was still on the 60 day list. Uh, after being uh, bumped down to New Hampshire. I don't know if that was just like a roster move or not, but he has not pitched uh, since, I think it was May the 27th. Uh, But, so we're wishing you well out there, uh, James Dykstra, and hopefully uh, you get some action in before the end of the year. Uh, And if not, we hope that we get to see you next year. And uh, who else we had on the show? Logan Hoffman.
1: Yeah. We just tweeted about him today. He's been lighting it up for the Pirates a uh, Low A team.
0: He's been terrific and uh that'll be interesting if we can get him back on the show now. Uh, I guess it would be two years or a year and a half later. Something like that. Yeah, it would
1: have been Geez, yeah, two two years now basically, probably since we last talked to him.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh what a what a story too. I mean, the guy has uh the guy's grinding his way through the Pittsburgh uh, uh, depth system, I guess. Is that, is that the right, like the Pittsburgh
1: farm system?
0: Yeah. He's currently in low A with the Bradenton Marauders. Uh, but he is four and two with a 2.75 ERA and eight starts, uh, which is terrific. Uh, and, uh, still going strong. So I'd be excited to follow up with him. Yep. That's a Saskatchewan
1: Uh, boy right there.
0: That's right, born in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. He's only 21 years old, so he's got tons of baseball uh, left to go before he uh, he likely would see uh, the major leagues. But uh, I see a promotion in his future. very, Yeah, very soon.
1: I, I can speak from first-hand experience having stood behind a catcher calling balls and strikes when he's throwing, and that kid can chuck. So.
0: He can chuck gas, and I love that. So... Justin, uh, we've got some injury updates, so we'll chat about that. We'll talk about the four games we don't really want to talk about, but we'll breeze through that and get into a preview of the rest of the year as well as the games we've got this week. So uh, take the wheel, my friend. Let's go.
1: All right, let's get into some injury updates, starting with the old news. Uh, Ross Stripling, for those of you who missed it, we, we talked about it a bit last episode. He had left uh, his start with... Uh, abdominal discomfort turns out it's a, a strained oblique muscle so he's on the 10 day il those are finicky obviously there's a lot of torque and rotation in any baseball motion whether it be hitting or pitching so uh he'll be he'll be on the shelf for a little while anyway we don't really have any updates since then uh kevin biggio is currently rehabbing with the buffalo bison's at AAA. they're actually playing in buffalo now which is awesome for them i'm sure those guys are loving the new facilities there at Salem field uh, Nate Pearson is pitching for the Buffalo Bisons as well. He threw a scoreless inning in his first uh, rehab start. They're going to be just using him as an opener in most situations, and the Jays are going to be uh, building him as a relief pitcher the rest of the season. So we should see Nate, if he can, can keep throwing strikes in AAA with the bullpen sometime soon. Joaquin Soria has resumed throwing. Uh, and could be activated during the upcoming homestand that begins Friday against Detroit. That's from Arden Welling of Sportsnet. George Springer, who, for those of you who maybe didn't see uh, Saturday's game, he uh, sprained his ankle pretty bad on what looked much worse than an ankle sprain, but apparently he showed quote-unquote good improvement on Sunday. That's per Charlie Montoyo, Mitch Bannon of Sports Illustrated reporting that one. Also from Mitch, uh, Tim Maza felt good after he made a relief appearance at Buffalo. Uh, rehab appearance, excuse me. And he should be back up with the team as early as tomorrow in Washington. So uh, pretty positive news outside of our boys' strips. Uh, guys are recovering. We've got five guys who are on their, hopefully on their way back. And Springer is just day-to-day at this
0: point. Some big boosts to the bullpen. I uh, did not mean oh, for yeah. that to be uh, an alliteration, but uh, to have... <laughs> To have Nate back in there chucking 98 to 101, depending on, you know, uh, I guess, you know, the rant, the pitch. Uh, I'm excited for that. I think we'll see him in low leverage situations the rest of the year, maybe log 20, 25 innings. It's really hard to say. Uh, Tim Mesa obviously, high leverage relief arm, extremely important piece of our pen. Big time. Uh, having, having him back. Uh, Hopefully by the weekend, that's big because uh, we've got to win all these games against teams beneath us uh, to keep them uh, underfoot. Uh, And of course, Joaquin Soria, who we didn't get to see uh, a lot from before he got hurt. Um, Which guy are you most excited about coming back? Let's not include Strips in this because obviously we're just going to say Ralph Stripling, but... Um, out of everybody else uh, who we talked about, let's also assume Springer's probably out for a couple weeks. You know, who among the bullpen arms mm-hmm. in Kavan Biggio excites you the most uh, getting back into the uh, into the roster?
1: I don't want to assume George Springer's out for a couple of weeks. I think he truly is day-to-day, but uh, uh, for me, I think it's Meza. Um, we've yeah. seen our bullpen lacking in those late innings these last uh few games, and we'll definitely talk about that uh, as we go into the recaps, but I think getting him uh, a quality left-hander back into the into the, into the the late innings there will be a, a big boost to the team.
0: Meza's season has been quite impressive, too. I mean, uh, yeah, he's he had, had like that like very one long little blip. Okay. Yeah, he's had that very strong uh, uh, stats. If you look at his game log since uh, I think he got roughed up uh a while i think it was against the phillies way back in may no it was the one against tampa where he he gave up three runs and in three innings so from june the 20th to present day opponents are only hitting a, a 145 off of him. i think i brought this stat up before but we're 16 and 9 in the games that he's appeared in uh one win one loss 10 holds 22 innings pitched to 1.21 ERA. He is as critical to our bullpen uh, as any other arm. And at 29 years old, plenty of runway for him to continue. He's eligible for arbitration this year, not a free agent until 2026. Uh, dude's going to be a J for a while yet. Uh, I don't see him going anywhere, especially being a, a very effective left-handed arm in the bullpen. Um comeback player of the year at least through the Jays do you think maybe all of MLB
1: it's definitely not impossible that's for sure
0: yeah, um... and what's crazy too is that he's had two in- he's already had a, a, a an injury this year back in May right and then he was he was gone for a month
1: yeah that's very and true and we got
0: him back and he's just been just terrific ever since so shout outs to Tim Mesa. That'd be
1: a cool guy to have on the on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be great. Uh let's get into some game logs here, Patrick. Last Thursday we recorded before this game started and we were both really excited to see Jose Barrios versus Shohei Otani <laughs> and Barrios was not great. Uh it was my first time being able to watch him, so maybe I'm a jinx. The last two times I'd been away on holidays and then at wedding stuff, so this time I prioritized the Jays, and I'm kind of sad that I did <laughs> because he lasted four and a third, which was longer than I thought he was going to be in the game. Uh, eight hits, six earned runs. He walked four, which was apparently uncharacteristic, and struck out only three batters. Yeah, that was uh, that was rough. I I did not enjoy watching that start. What were your thoughts on Brios' start there, Patrick?
0: Uh, it was bad. There's not really any other way to say it. <laughs> yeah, you can't sugarcoat um... that. Yeah, see, now here's the thing with Barrios. He, he is known to have these stinkers, but you know mm-hmm. what? So does Huanjin uh, Ryu. So yeah. uh, the key with these types of starts is, is being able to bounce back from them. Barrios, by all accounts, has been able to do so when he was with the Twins. Mm-hmm. No reason to think he can't do the same. I'm actually surprised, like you said, that he got as many uh, innings as he did. And kudos uh, to the... To the boys in the pen there, Thornton, Steed, and Overton, uh, and I believe that was Overton's first. It appearance.
1: was. Congrats to Connor Overton on his uh, MLB debut.
0: That was pretty awesome uh, for that for them to come into a very difficult situation and uh, and get through. I, I guess it would have been uh, 3.2 innings of uh, very difficult bullpen work, uh, trying to keep this game potentially. Uh, winnable. I was very impressed with that, even though there wasn't really a lot. They didn't really do, they weren't out there gunning guys down, but uh, it was nice to get a little bit of uh, bullpen stability, even though it was too late. Um, By the way, uh, I don't know what our numbers were for runners in scoring position, but we left a lot of dudes on base in a tight game, and uh, I'm starting to see a lot of guys get cool.
1: Yeah, they were facing a pretty good pitcher. (laughs) Yeah, Showtime took the MVP. Yeah, uh, the Jays were only able to get four hits the entire game and four walks. Um, Yes, there wasn't a lot of base runners to begin with. Um, Into Seattle, so that was a split with the Angels. The Jays won two out of four there. Um, The Mariners series, the Jays dropped two out of three in this one, including a 3-2 3-2 defeat on Friday the 13th, and in the most Friday the 13th fashion, it was a walk-off walk to give the Mariners the win. Uh, Adam Simber started the ninth in a tie game. It was 2-2. Proceeded to give up a hit and walk two batters uh, before Brad Hand came in in relief and proceeded to walk Jared Kellenick on four pitches to walk in the winning run. So not what you want to see. Um... Simber had been pretty solid. Obviously, we know how good he's been since he came over from from the uh, from the Marlins in the Joe Panic trade. That's where they call it the Joe Panic trade. It's actually the Adam Simber and Corey Dickerson <laughs> trade. Uh, what a fleecing that is. But anyway, yeah, um yeah. first really rough, rough outing for Simber. It just didn't look good at all. Um, the Jays scored two runs and uh, I believe it was a was it a Grail Jr. home run, I believe, in that one. Um, I'm trying to remember I, did, I wasn't able to watch that I was actually at the, a CFL game that night
0: <laughs> which we didn't even oh, talk sorry about. I wasn't that the, riders, yeah. the riders the riders pick up the dub what was it 30 to eight against the tie
1: yeah it wasn't close <laughs> it
0: was uh, it was a whooping which means they're uh, two and zero for the year but that's that's a different episode we'll talk about the CFL at some point but yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're right um this part the box Dur- score. Uh, yeah I mean keep it no, the uh, board.
1: it was not. A, it was a it RBI was ribbies, single. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Well, yeah. it was still two ribbies nonetheless. Two ribbies. Yep. Uh, and shout out, both Springer and Guerrero picked up two walks. Uh, couldn't get them home. Marcus Samin had lots of opportunity in that game to drive home some runs, and he, he couldn't pull it off. Uh, same with Hernandez and Gurriel. This, uh, I mean, Gurriel did get two RBIs, but he still left three other guys on base. This, this is a frustrating thing. Um, Gurriel, yeah, he had that clutch hit. Uh, they were one for seven with runners in scoring position. Yep. Uh, Samin, one for five with two strikeouts, left six guys on base. That one hurts a little bit, um, but I get it. Bo is injured, and we don't know what he's capable of right now as far as uh, you know logging uh, heavy time uh, on the field. I don't know what's up with him. I guess we'll talk about it, but... I, I actually don't blame Simber and Hand for this loss, uh, even though, obviously, Hand threw four balls and it immediately ended the, the baseball game and everybody went home. Uh, and he was kind of just, you know, stuck, you know, sitting in his own poop. Um, to be one for seven with runners in scoring position, that's how you lose baseball games. And that's what I blame it on is we, ha- we out-hit the Mariners in this game, uh, but we still couldn't pull off the win. We can't lose games like this. We can't afford it.
1: Yeah, and this, this
0: was a costly loss.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And sticking with uh, pitching, Robbie Ray was great again. Um, one one home run, a lot of two run shot, and uh, in in the third inning. But pitched seven strong, only allowed five hits, the two runs, one walk, and eight strikeouts. These guys' ERA down to two eighty eight on the year. This guy's been. One of the best pitchers in baseball this year, and we've gone for eight million bucks, and he's going to get paid this offseason. So, I mean, it's just to see what he gets.
0: I'm thinking, my guess is 17 per. Yeah,
1: yeah I could see that. And
0: I don't, I can't see him leaving Toronto, but we'll have to wait and see because we have a lot to consider uh, moving into the future and whether or not Ray is actually a part of it. Well that's you know I don't yeah.
1: guess. On Saturday it was Hunjin Ryu Day and it was uh oh because the Jays lost nine to three. Now it was three to two Jays, Patrick, going into the bottom half of the seventh. Ryu was only able to get one out in that inning, um, you know, being charged with two additional runs there. His overall line was six and a third, three hits, four earned runs, two walks, and three strikeouts, so not overly terrible, but then our boy Trevor Richards came in and was not good. He gave up uh, two home runs, um, which led to two additional earned runs for him, and I believe one for Ryu, if I'm remembering correctly. Again, I was at the football game on Saturday, so I don't know.
0: (laughs) Um, This was just not... (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't good. That seventh inning was just a... Killer. yeah, it and then the rough. eighth
1: inning wasn't any better because Rafael De gave up three runs on three hits and two walks. His ERA is at five forty six. I think he's one more bad outing away from a DFA, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I don't know how but, you can keep him. Uh, any other outings that he has should be in the absolute lowest of leverage
1: situations. Yeah, the reason obviously that he pitched in this one was because Simber pitched the day before.
0: <laughs> but but I mean at this point, uh, when Mesa and
1: Uh, Pearson and Soria. Pearson
0: and Soria return. Dolisa's spot is likely one that's going to be taken away. Yeah, I can see that. He's just completely lost effectiveness, and he is not
1: uh, twenty twenty Dolisa. That's for sure.
0: Nope. Uh, It's been brutal. The number of losses (laughs) we're talking about at this point—it's past double digits—and it's just, if this team is going to contend this year, if that's what we're saying to ourselves, this is unacceptable. This was. This was another very costly mistake where we, it was another, our second game in a row where we lost, our third game in a row where we lost ground to rival teams. And again, mm-hmm. runners in scoring position, one for 10. That's how you lose baseball games. Yep. I'm not going to say it's Reese McGuire's fault exclusively, but he didn't help. 0 for <laughs> 4, left five guys on base, couldn't drive anybody in. Uh, and when the lineup turned around to Springer, Springer was 0 for 3. What can you do? Yeah, obviously, that's, that the, game, that's the game
1: where he got hurt in that game as well, too. Um, Vladi broke out of his little slump a little bit. He had three hits in that one. Uh, so to Teoscar, those two guys combined for six out of seven Blue Jay hits, with Gurriel getting the other. Um, 7, eight, 9,
0: 1, and 2 as the, ro- as the roster got turned over, Justin. I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, no they're their offers. Just yep. goose eggs.
1: It wasn't good. It was not a good offensive game for the Blue Jays. Um, yeah, Ty has been on a tear. We'll talk about him uh, shortly after this last game. I want to get one more recap in. On Sunday, the Blue Jays turned to Steven Matz to snap their three-game losing skid, and he delivered a good outing. He went five innings, Patrick Marsh, uh, three hits, mm-hmm. one unearned run, uh, three walks, and four strikeouts. His season ERA sits at 4.08. If you told me that our number five starter would have an ERA just over four, I would take that every year, every day of the week. Um Brad Hand rebounded nicely He had a nice inning He gave up one hit but struck yep. out two uh, Simber again got dinged He actually got dinged for a home run It was his first home run given up this season actually He had the longest active streak in the majors Of not giving up a home run Dating back to sometime in the 2020 season um, So a couple of shaky outings for Simber in a row We'll see if he can right the ship here Season ERA still sits at 255 for him So nothing to worry about also at 255 is Jordan Romano's ERA, and he uh, trimmed his beard a little bit he wasn't looking as scruffy he had he gave up a hit walked a batter and struck out two so it was a typical romano inning a little bit interesting um I loved what I saw from Stephen Matz in that game uh, I thought that he did a good job when he was able, when he did give up those hits and those walks he was able to strand them outside the first inning when he gave up the run he, he was pretty good over over the rest of his four inning, or rest of his five innings that day
0: yeah, the three walks were a bit of a concern, but you know, he, he got out of every jam that he found himself in. Um, yep. Five innings from your number five starter, uh, not terrible. Um, we're in a situation where we have to lean on the bullpen. Fortunately, uh, the guys who had some rough outings recently were able to bounce back somewhat. Um, the pecking order in the pen is constantly changing. They're the only one that's really a lock. Uh, is Romano in the ninth, uh, yeah. and that's almost an automatic. Uh, when Tim Mazur returns, I imagine the seventh or eighth inning will be his if he is needed. Sorry, uh, I could slide
1: into that spot too.
0: Yeah, he, he could be. It really depends on matchups too, because one's a lefty, yeah. one's a righty. Um, it will be I nice to get those guys
1: work. back though, right? Because then it'll take the pressure off of uh, Simber and Hand a little bit.
0: Yeah, and Simber is the is the kind of arm I don't know you I don't think it's beneficial for us to have him trotting out every second game mm-hmm. um obviously his performance across the season is better but I, he he might be gassed sometimes these guys go out there and they're, they're already tired
1: yeah good news to the Jays right this is off day today and then another off day on Thursday but we'll touch on that when we talk about upcoming games
0: Huge and a huge game there for Santiago Espinal. Went three for four, uh, no runs driven in, but still, uh, when your number nine guy is three for four, you're really pushing your opponent when you're turning over the roster. Unfortunately, uh, one, two, three hitters went a combined uh, two for 15. Although Samin, I believe, had a ding dong. Uh, yeah, he had a home
1: run worst. in his last uh, his last at bat.
0: Yeah, uh, Bichette had the worst game of his young career so far. 0 for 5 with five strikeouts. What's what is five strikeouts? That's a called? platinum
1: was, sombrero, is it not?
0: Uh, the golden sombrero is three, isn't it? That's four. Oh.
1: Yeah, I believe that's so the platinum sombrero. Is
0: yeah. That's not one you want to earn. No, I do not but, want yeah. those.
1: Um, uh, Guerrero
0: was only 1 for 5, but the meat of the lineup—Hernandez, Dickerson, Kirk, and Grichuk—they were the ones driving in the runs. Uh, it's nice to see. Welcome back, Randall Britchick, Um, after watching his uh, average drop, about 50 points here uh, in the last 100 games.
1: He is who we thought he was. Um, Teoscar Hernandez <laughs> continued his hot streak, Patrick Marsh. He wrapped up an American League Player of the Week Yay. with uh, three for four. He had a home run in this game, his 20th of the season. The Jays now have five hitters with 20 home runs or more, the only team in baseball. Um, to have that I think they have they actually have five players with 20 home runs and 70 RBIs nobody else has more than two so don't tell me the offense isn't good enough to win games because it definitely is Corey Dickerson hit his first home run as a Blue Jay congrats there his wife retweeted it on Twitter and she even has go Blue Jays in her Twitter bio so she is officially one of us um, Grichuk hit the home run of course and yeah Samin did hit a home run in the top of the ninth inning he was over four up to that point but salvaged his day with a Little bomb there, yeah. Uh, so the Jays wrap up that road trip, Patrick. Uh, the, the West Coast swing of it, anyway. Four, five, and four, or four and five, sorry. Uh, get to the standings in the American League. Tampa, Houston, and Chicago are still leading their divisions respectively. Oakland and Boston are actually tied right now for the first wild card spots um the yankees who are currently playing are 65 and 52 they are two and a half games back of that wild card two games behind them are your toronto blue jays at 63 and 54 seattle uh gained a game on the jays in that series they sit at 63 and 56 uh, they're five and a half back of the wild card and clinging on to their playoff lives are the los angeles angels of anaheim who are actually at basically eliminated at this point they're nine and a half back at 59 and 60 we'll be able to knock them off this standings pretty soon here yep projections patrick marsh um fan has the jays projected to go 26 and 19 in their final 45 games which would put them at 89 and 73 record which is not good enough to make the playoffs they finish behind the yankees and the Athletics. Um the Athletics and Red Sox are the uh, Yankees and Red Sox would actually are the sorry the Red Sox and Athletics, my goodness, would actually get the wild card spots. The Red Sox are currently projected to get ninety-three wins. And the Athletics are at ninety-two with the Yankees at ninety-one. So the Jays have some work to do. They've got to win some games. Um that Fangraaffs thinks that they won't. Um and looking ahead, they've got two very winnable games against the Washington Nationals, who sold a lot of pieces at the deadline. Obviously, we got we took Brad Hand from them, um, but I know the starters for the games pretty favorable starters for the Jays. We've got Alec Manoa tomorrow night at seven o five Eastern against Eric Fetty. We actually faced Fetty when the when the Nationals came to Dunedin. I'm pretty sure he actually did pretty pretty well against us. He's actually four yeah. and eight now. Yeah. With a 5.12 ERA, uh, Manoa's been one of the best pitchers in, in the American League since he was called up, uh, probably pitching himself into consideration for the American League Rookie of the Year. At least he should be. Um, so he'll go on. He'll go on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday we get a bit of an afternoon game. Somewhat, it's a 4:05 Eastern Time start time and 2:05 for me, which is kind of fun. I'll be able to turn it on on my computer at work. Uh, it'll be Jose Barrios looking to rebound against Josiah Gray. For the Nationals. Gray is only 0-1. Uh, he's got a 4.13 ERA, 31 strikeouts. I'm just pulling up his actual innings pitch. He's got 24 innings and five games in total this year. Um, so he's definitely uh, has not not super experienced. Four starts out of those five games in his rookie season. He's allowed nine home runs in those 24 innings. Uh, and has a strikeout-to-walk ratio of 31 to nine only so not bad there but uh definitely uh gives up the long ball which is good for the blue jays
0: (laughs) yep these are two games that we we absolutely have to win and i know we say this almost every friggin game that we play but the reality is that when we play teams that are almost 20 games below 500 uh we need to win them and uh can't sugarcoat that yeah, I mean, if we, if you don't mind, just uh, if backtracking a little bit, yeah, when go comes for to it. The projected standings. Um, in those forty-five, or it's forty-five remaining games. We forty-five had,
1: games. Yep.
0: Yeah, in the forty-five remaining games, uh, twenty-three of those games are against the Tigers, the Twins, and he bought the Baltimore
1: shitbirds
0: teams. and the shitbirds. Um, those are twenty-three games that we absolutely must feast on. And I mean like a minimum we have to win sixteen of them. Minimum. Actually, seventeen, sorry. Um I did the math a little bit. And if we want to gain a little bit of that ground that we've lost recently, because the Rays are only projected to win ninety-four games, which means we'd finish five games back in fourth place in that yeah. division. If we're gonna make a move, not only do we have to beat the holy hell out of the Yankees in September, but we need to win an overwhelming majority of games against those uh, crappy teams in the AL central whose seasons are already long over. Uh, So I talked about this a little bit with Chris Anderson uh, at baseball for brains on Twitter. I think it was yesterday or last night uh, as the game was unfurling against Seattle. Uh, winning 17 of 23 would would bump us in around 93 wins uh, based on the, the projections, I believe. But that being said, it's not enough. We really have to put boost asses here uh, in the next uh, stretch of about 10 games. Uh, yep. We have a very uh, unfavorable four-game set against the Chicago White Sox. But that's as difficult as our season gets right there. That's a
1: home series, too, thankfully.
0: Yep. Uh, And the White Sox are starting to come back down to earth a little bit. So the standings are tighter than it seems right now. Um, We're only seven and a half back of Tampa. It's not impossible. The division is not impossible. But we have to look right now at beating up on all these weak teams that we will be playing.
1: Yeah, Uh, remember that. The Jays do not play the Boston Red Sox anymore, so yeah, that is uh an issue. And you're projected to finish four games behind that team, so keep that in mind as well.
0: Oh, we we do have games left against Tampa uh, and, and we do seven have against New York, and seven against New York. And like I said, we have to beat the holy hell out of the Yankees if we want any chance at all. We have to be sitting above them because it's we have I think six left against Oakland. We have to beat the holy hell out of them. We have to beat everybody. So, you know, we have a soft schedule. I think it's the softest of the teams that uh, have yet to be uh, truly uh, eliminated. Uh, Not mathematically eliminated, but in reality (laughs) eliminated. Uh, And we need to feast on those wins. We need to put together long winning streaks. Uh, and hope that some of these other teams beat up on each other. And we're fortunate too in that Tampa and Boston and the Yankees do play one another quite a bit. So barring uh, Tampa or Boston sweeps, uh, we actually do need the Yankees to beat up on our opponents a little bit. Uh, The more splits, the better, because it stalls everybody's uh, progression. Uh, And uh, yeah, let's rack up the wins. But We should preview one more series before we uh, wrap it up here.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the Jays are playing the Nationals Tuesday, Wednesday this week. There's another off day on Thursday because they're going to be actually traveling back to Toronto to kick off what's going to be a stretch of 7-10, 13 games in 13 days, Patrick Marsh. Starting on the 20th. So enjoy these off days, uh, players, because you're not going to get one until the... uh, 2nd uh, of September after this. Um, on Friday, this is a three-game set against the Tagus. The first time we've seen them all season. We'll see them again the next two weekends here. Uh, Robbie Ray is going to go to the mound most likely. Uh, the Jays are not going to skip guys with these off days. They're going to take advantage of them. Uh, not confirmed yet, but it'll be Robbie Ray on, on Friday night, Hunjin Ryu on Saturday afternoon, and then Steven Matz on Sunday afternoon for the Blue Jays against the Tigers. The Tigers are currently 58 and 62, Patrick Marsh, so they're um, definitely not in contention for a playoff spot at this point. There was a while there where they had actually crept up um, into the wild card race, but they've since faded back into where they should be. Um, They're actually probably still playing a little bit better than people anticipated. They've got some good young pitchers and a really fun young team, uh, led by veteran Miguel Cabrera, who would be fun to see again. I believe he's like one home run away from 500 as well, too. Yeah, he's at four
0: four ninety nine. Yeah. it's it's kind of sad though to me. Like he was well on pace to hit 600, and he's just he's had a, a few seasons in a row of struggling. Father
1: time waits for no man, Patrick Marsh. Yeah,
0: he he got hit hard by that, um, but he'll still hit 500, and he's easily going to walk into the Hall of Fame. There's not going to be any no
1: concern doubt concern
0: about that. No, yeah. he's a no doubter for sure, along with Albert Pujols. Um, and Joseph Votto. Like- <laughs> Joseph <laughs> Daniel likely, Votto. We're likely seeing uh, some of those careers uh, get close to the end. Um, yeah, these are four, or th- three extremely winnable games against the Tigers, and then we have four more, I think, after we play Chicago. Uh, if this is it, it's feast or or famine. We've got to tear the Tigers to pieces. Yeah, This is our chance. Uh, And actually, if they end up beating us a little bit, they might actually move up uh, and usurp uh, the angels in that uh, final death spot that we have in our usual standings uh, (laughs) listing there. So the angels cling to it desperately, Uh, maybe by the end of the week. Different story. Could be us. Could be the Tigers. Could be Seattle. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but uh, that's that. Uh, We'll come back with another episode um, on Sunday. We're not going to record after a two-game set against Washington, unless something really major happens. Like if we find out George Springer's in the 60-day IL, we might have to come back with an emergency episode. But uh, I'm hoping that he'll be back in the lineup for Friday's series. I kind of just would like to see them just let him sit these two games. There's no DH in a National League park, so... Um, they're going to have a, have a longer bench. If he needs to pinch hit in a late inning situation, that's about the extent of, of what I would use him for here, unless for some reason he makes a miraculous recovery and is completely healed, but I don't see it. Uh, anything else to add before we wrap it up today, Patrick?
0: Nope. Uh, enjoy the off day, folks. Uh, the Yankees, the Rays, and the Athletics are all winning their games right now. Uh, not what you want. We really need the White Sox <laughs> to pull up their socks. And win and the angels their season is pretty much on the line here and uh i have no hopes for baltimore beating tampa uh it is what it is folks
1: (laughs) do be like that sometimes yeah but uh anyway like i said we'll be back on sunday with another episode in the evening uh for patrick marsh out in halifax it's justin anderson here in saskatoon saskatchewan saying see ya sunday